What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Partyfowl Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going going excellent over here. You know, sitting nothing I love more than a January sports talk show you know it's the best it's the best you know we got so much going on still so much and you know once again i'm here looking at your beautiful face over there so, so i got no complaints Graham. so beautiful i'm just so excited i'm fla- s- i'm very flattered by your compliments my my physical attributes i bet no one else compliments you more than i do i, I don't know let's see it's not something i hear every day we'll put it that way okay yeah i mean you know, uh, human beings in general just don't dole out enough uh, compliments I know, to, I don't. to other people, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't at all. It seems like a small thing, but people appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect it. When it happens, I'm like, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. It was really, there's a, a quick side story since, once again, we don't have too much to talk about this week. Um, but what we do have is very important. Yeah, what we do have is important. We need to start setting it up a little bit better than we've I like doing. to be very self-deprecating, because I think, you know... People find humor in that. It's real. It's real. And then sometimes it turns out to be true. We really don't have anything. And then they're like, oh, at least these guys know they're not really that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even not great. Just like not. There's not, nothing about. going on. Yeah. It's yeah. not our fault. No. It's not our fault. It's January. Yeah. There's these guys on YouTube that have a great slogan for January. Like January is like a bad month in general, right? It's a bad month for movies. It's a bad month for sports. Like in January, movies are coming out in January. It's like. Hollywood getting rid of their trash. I mean, to say it's a bad month in sports, I think a lot of people would disagree with you. Sure, the NFL playoffs. Yes. Yeah, but of course, we don't know what that's like anymore. So, fuck us, I guess. Atlanta sports. Yeah, but they, they had this expression. They say, fuck you, it's January. And that's kind of how I feel right now. This, this is our last January show, though. True. I mean, we got a big headline to talk about on the show today. We, uh, just a bomb dropped earlier this week. Yeah. What was I even going to talk about, Adam? I can't remember. Let's just jump into it. Uh, basically, when I saw this news, the image of the, 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 of the person that the news related to was an image of this guy that we all know very well. But the, the, the picture seemed like it was almost like an like a immemorial picture. It was a very somber, serious photograph of this individual. My first thought was, oh, my God, he's dead. And it wasn't a good, oh, my God, he's dead. I was like, holy shit. That's horrible. I'm impressed that you don't cheer for people dying, Graham. No, I don't. Good I, on you. No, don't do that. And, But then when I looked at the headline, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best news I've read in quite some time. <laughs> and the news was uh, Chip Carey is leaving the broadcast booth for the Braves, and he's going to the Cardinals. And um, he's gone. He's gone, Adam. For the first time since 1976, a carry will not be in the booth in Atlanta for a Braves baseball season. And I think everybody pretty much likes Skip Carey to some degree. Maybe some people didn't, but I just can't. We know anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I can't stand Chip Carey. I can't stand Smote on a slow grounder to second base. Hey, that ball's going on a you know ball that falls 100 feet short of the wall. Um, or that ball's going to roll all the way to the fence. It rolls like... 10 feet past the guy. Um, the list goes on. Uh, or, or, you know, ball was caught in the stands by some guy from Roswell. It's like, fuck this shit, man. Oh, you're not, you're going to miss that bit. I am not going to miss any of it. I'm going to, I am so, a woman I was from overjoyed. Georgia catches that one. 
my came favorite here with her son today. My favorite was when Frank Core actually knew the guy who caught the ball. He's like, he's not from Cobb County. This guy's from wow. I, I played don't know golf that with him. That's funny. That was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I will say this though. There are times when Chip has been great on the mic. I think when he does get excited for like a legitimate reason, he's pretty good. Like when Marcakis hit the uh, walk-off home run in the 2018 season opener that we watched at your old house. Uh, that was great against the Phillies. Uh, Jason Hayward's first home run in uh, 2010 was a great call. Um, those are the two that stand out the most to me in my mind. I'm sure there have been others. Uh, Freddie Freeman walking off against the Marlins in the 2012, uh, one of the last games of the year to clinch the wild card spot. Uh, that was a great call. He's had great moments. He's just he's just irritating for the most part. Very irritating, smug guy who who just seems like he brings people down with how he just waxes poetic about the good old days of baseball. And he seems like he's just I don't know, kind of like self hating in some respects. It's like ah, oh, partner, isn't it great that a guy can just locate the ball instead of throwing it ninety nine miles an hour in the days of in this day of velocity and strikeouts? It's just I'm. I know I'm rambling now, but what are your thoughts on Chip Carey's departure? I think everybody knows mine even before we announce this. You know, and I've never found myself either loving or hating announcers too much either way. You know, look at Tony Romo, CBS. He comes onto the scene. <sighs> Everyone thinks him. he's hot shit. Couldn't and now it's like, eh, we're over this guy. Yeah, but I can so stand him. I, I don't know if Chip Carey, it's, it's one of those things where you just have heard him 162 games a year for however many years and you're just sick of him and like as soon as you get a new person in you might be like oh they're so much better than chip and then they just do the same sticks and spiels over and over again i don't think the anybody's ne- gonna do next that. thing you know you're tired of this announcer as well we don't know graham we've had chip carry for so long we'll find out yeah but um you know i have to agree with you it's the biggest news of the week <laughs> But at the end of the day, I just don't care that much. It's not a big deal. I, I hope I like I like Ben Ingram. I do miss the days of old where they would the radio guys and the TV guys would switch uh, in the middle of the fifth inning. I think they should bring something like that back, keep it fresh. But um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I haven't checked the top free agent announcers available list yet. So that might be something to look into for next week. Sure. If still after sure a big old website for that, you know, if nothing happens, well, awful announcing. That's a pretty big website. I'm sure that there's a pretty beefy article on there. If you really want to dive further into this chip carry thing. Yeah. And apparently it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, uh, he was fired. It wasn't like, uh, he hated the organization. It was just chip Carey's actually from St. Louis, which I didn't realize. Always thought he was, you know, his, of his love for the Cubs because, you know, he used to call Cubs games for a little bit with his, grandfather and uh blah 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 so i figured i was like why is he going to st louis but he's from st louis well i mean harry was an announcer for the cardinals harry was 30 years before the cubs which i didn't i was not aware of so that's a you know i recently read an article on harry Carey and just how much of a a drunk lush he was and uh he had a bad firing with the cardinals that took him to the cubs but i think i i was kind of in your mindset as well just like envisioning harry Carey and the cubs not realizing he was with the cardinals for like 20, 30 years. Right. So shows what we know before our time, Graham. Yeah, way before our time. Um, We're not that old yet. But yeah, I don't know if Skip ever announced in St. Louis. I don't think so. I, th- I think he wasn't just with the Braves. No, but I know like 76 is when Skip came over. So he was the Brewers? I'm not Am sure. Am making that up? You might be making that up. But since 76, it's, it, was, it was Skip until 2008. And then Chip, I think, came over... 2005. Yeah, they overlapped a few years. Yeah, so they did a couple, you know, more than a couple of games together. 
Which is cool. I mean, like, you know, as much shit as I give Chip, like, I mean, it must have been, it must be amazing for him to have, like, called games with his dad and grandfather. I know he talked about how, like, he didn't really see his dad that much when he, when Skip moved to Atlanta. So I'm sure that was a good thing for them to sort of reunite in the twilight of Skip's life. So I don't hate Chip Carey as a person. Don't love him as an announcer. Uh, Line drive base head is one of my favorite calls of all time. If you don't know that, look it up on YouTube. Just line drive base head. The first thing you'll see is a, video of chip carry calling like i don't know some playoff game it's like twins indians or something and uh this guy hits a line drive and he's like line drive base hit and it's hit right at the left fielder and he left fielder catches it and it's just <laughs> hilarious it's just a moment of just like you're jumping the gun yeah um but yeah I, w- I won't miss his his bs i would like i think ben ingram's a great call uh i really think he does a great job on the radio i, I imagine he'd do a great job on the uh, on the tv ben and jeff I guess I don't Jeff, like Frank. I, I guess Frank Core's back. I guess I Frank Core's back. The real question is, Adam, will Brian Jordan call a game this year? I'm sure he will. They need to put Peter Moylan on a lot more. Yeah, Peter Moylan, I like. Uh, Brian Jordan was actually someone I advocated for to get uh, to be the color commentator, and I regret that. I don't know if anyone heard that and was like, "Hey, let's put Brian Jordan in there." Um, but I always liked his energy. I've met Brian Jordan multiple times. My mom and I ran to him like. Seven times going to games in like 2013. Like we we started to recognize each other. It was funny. We never tried to seek each other out. We just ran into each other all the time. And he's such a warm, convivial guy. But in the in the booth, he's just he mispronounces words. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, it's it's bad. It's bad. It is hilarious when him and Peter Moylan get into arguments. Oh, like though. it gets heated, man. Yeah. It's it is funny, but like as as a guy who's like calling the game. He kind of reminds me of Alex Rodriguez. But these are all color guys. Like, yeah. It's not the play-by-play. True. Um, but it's it's kind of funny. It reminds me of Alex Rodriguez. It's like whenever Alex Rodriguez calls a game, it's like I kind of like the way he talks. Like he has like a, a, a nice, warm sort of voice. But what he says is just very silly most of the time. Um, so It's going to be a season of new voices at the Braves Stadium, Graham. Yeah. In other, also, in other you know. big news, mm-hmm. the Braves had their annual fan fest. Uh, this past weekend, I believe, you know, the same fan fest that you and I attended in 2017 for the unveiling of what is now one of the greatest mascots in the world, Blooper. Right. Who were all like, man, we waited 30 minutes for this. Yeah, it was it was dumb, but it was memorable. And um, the Braves are getting a new uh, PA announcer as well. They held tryouts this past weekend. Yeah, I kind of wanted to go out for that. How, how do you think you would do in those tryouts? I don't know. I don't think I would get it, but I'd have fun with it. Sure. Um, I kind of regret not doing it. If the fucking stadium was still here in Atlanta, where it belongs, I probably would have gone out. Mm. But, yeah, that's is that all we got for Braves news? That's about all we got for Braves news. <laughs> and we led with the Braves. We the, that shows how much we uh, are into Hawks basketball right now. So let's take a little break. <laughs> Hear a word from our friends from DraftKings, and then we'll talk some Hawks. And uh, try to do it with a bit of a smile this time, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Oh, this is for me and you, Graham. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. All right. I can't remember how I did last week. 
I know you got the Bengals game right. I did get the Bengals game right. I did get the Bengals game right. I can't remember who I what I did for the other uh, other game, but uh, let's see what we got this week. I have had a pretty successful playoff uh, gambling streak so far, so let's see what we got going here. Uh, so we got San Francisco and Philadelphia. This is a really big toss-up game, and I'm not sure who to pick, so I'm going to move away from this one. And I'm going to tell you to take the Cincinnati Bengals over the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a rematch from the uh, last year's AFC Championship. Same stadium, same scenario, with a little caveat in that Patrick Mahomes got a little banged up in the game against Jacksonville last week. He still played okay, but he definitely wasn't the same. Who knows how he's going to be this week. Kansas City is a home underdog in this game, unless Brian Scalise, who I'm going to call out here, uh, made a typo. Kansas City's gained one and a half points. Um, so I'm taking Cincinnati. They're firing on all cylinders. They destroyed the Bills last week at at Buffalo. They seem to have this uh, team of destiny shit going on, revenge for last year's Super Bowl failure. So I think they're going to beat Kansas City again. And so I, I, would, I would say take Cincinnati. Um, and then in the, the San Fran-Philadelphia game is kind of too close for me to call right now. San Fran gets two and a half. So I will tell you to take the under in that game at 45 and a half points. Two pretty good, two really good defenses, actually. San Francisco is, is elite. Philadelphia puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I think they led the NFL in sacks this year. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I think taking the under 45 and a half is a really safe bet in this one. So take under 45 and a half with the 49ers and Eagles and take Cincinnati to beat Kansas City even though Kansas City is getting one and a half points. So here's what you need to do, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Adam, we're back to talk some Hawks. Yeah. We've gone, uh, according to your research, three and two since we last recorded. But it's sort of, you know, same old, same old to we me. We beat the Mavs in the big game I said we had to have. Brad. Yeah, we did beat the Mavericks. Closed it out down the stretch. But we also, DeJounte Murray was huge in that game. He was. He was huge last night. Had a game-saving block uh, against the Thunder to preserve that victory. Um, But overall, I just feel like it's, you know... It's the same old Hawks team. They blew like a 20-point lead to Charlotte, uh, really underachieving Hornets team on Saturday night. Watching the last two minutes of that was just beyond frustrating. You had Trey Young missing open three-pointers. He's on a really bad stretch with, with threes right now, even though he had a good game uh, against Oklahoma City last night. And there was a crazy scenario, Adam, where we had the ball. We were inbounding the ball after we had blown the lead to Charlotte. There's like a minute, not, excuse me, not a minute, like a second. There's like a second and a half left. And so Nate McMillan, in all his wisdom, puts Trey Young in there to inbound the ball. Charlotte, I guess being a smartly coached team to some degree, was like, oh, if Trey Young is inbounding the ball, let's put like a really tall guy on him to like, you know. Oh, fuck good him. Lord. So yeah. he puts Mason Plumley <clears throat> right on Trey. Trey can't see shit and decides to just, before the five-second violation happens, throws the ball off Mason Plumley, and the ball, you know, goes back to the Hawks. The Hawks call a timeout to be like, all right, let's set up a different play, I guess. They do it again. They do the exact same thing where nice. Trey Young inbounds the ball. And once again, Mason Plumlee's there. Trey cannot inbound the ball. And we lose the game, not because of this play. They, they lost the game just because they did their classic you know, second half collapse. 
But when they had an opportunity to win, they failed once with this tactic. They fail again doing the same thing. No adjustments. Maybe it was a different play call, but it's still Trey trying to get the ball in over Mason Plumley, And it was just so stupid. So it's kind of like the end of that Cowboys game this past weekend where they run a ridiculously silly play with uh, Zeke, Zeke as the center. At the, the only, and the then only they call a timeout yeah. and then run the same play back. Yeah, the only offensive lineman is Zeke, and he got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, it's hilarious. And they had like three offensive linemen lining up on the outside and three more lining on the other side. It was very silly. I like, feel like I, I've seen them do this with Trey before, this inbound thing as well, and it's like... Shouldn't that be the guy taking the shot? Arguably? I mean, I guess the, the thought is it's just like a quick into some guy, then pass back to Trey. Yeah. He throws up a three from Maybe. seven feet behind the line. That's the last thing we need to do. He was go, going into that Char- or excuse me, that Oklahoma City game. He's one for 17 from three um, going into that game last night. Um, so it's just another you know dumb decision by Nate McMillan. Uh, Hawks also lost a really bad game to Chicago on the road. Turned the ball over 19 times, 25 points, I think, off turnovers in that game. And even though they beat Oklahoma City last night on the road, they still turned the ball over 16 times. Um, so turnovers are a really big problem for this team. Finishing is a really big problem for this team. They almost blew the game last night when John Collins turned the ball over. With, or not John Collins, excuse me. Trey Young turned the ball over um, with like five seconds left. And Oklahoma City got it down to like one or two points uh, in terms of the deficit. And Oklahoma City's on, you know, pretty much the same level we are. Like barely, I think they're like a game under 500 now. Um, this team's going nowhere fast. It's the same shit, different day. Um, maybe they play okay one day, maybe they don't. DeAndre Hunter's out again. Got some asthma-like symptoms going on or something. Uh, it feels like the team doesn't get healthy together, and they just continue to you know blow leads in the second half. Poor coaching decisions. Trey Young taking too many threes and not hitting enough of them. Uh, it's the same old shit, man. At least Bogey had a good game last night. Uh, got 20 points, so maybe he's busting out of his slump a little bit. But, I, you know, it, it's just it's really frustrating. There's no, there's no words really to use that we haven't used before. Um, you know, they just be an analogous uh, to what we've already said, and that's pretty much what this segment is. So the Hawks are what the Hawks are. They, a fringe, barely playoff team. That, that, that's all they are. Which we would take some years, but expectations were just so high this year. So we're, we're currently the eight seed, you know, seven and three in the last ten. That looks good. That is better. But I, I mean, we had that five-game winning streak that helped it out. So you gotta. I mean, you obviously focused on the negatives. There, I mean, there there were some like the Knicks game. They looked really good. They closed really hard in that game. Yeah, yeah. The, the like I said, the Dallas game they closed really well. Um, DeJounte's playing playing well. Um, the problem is now, Adam, they're going on a five they're going on a big road trip on the West Coast. You're playing Clippers, you're playing Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, New those, Orleans. Those West Coast trips are never good for any of the bird teams in the city. No, and and there are a lot of, you know, there are good teams in this. You know, Phoenix is good. Denver is really good. Um Pelicans have Zion healthy. They're playing well. Uh, you know, Phoenix is always uh, – they're not having the best season in the world, but, you know, they're always a respectable team. Um, so I, it's hard to get confident about it when you got this West Coast trip coming up. And then, um, you know, after that, you sort of got 
schedule laxes up a little bit with teams like San Antonio and Charlotte, but Charlotte just beat us. Yeah, losing to Charlotte, that's pretty disappointing. Yeah, and like, then you got back-to-back games against Cleveland and Brooklyn as well. So, And Brooklyn's good again this year. Yeah, even though I think they will might be without KD because I know he's rehabbing a, a PCL strain or something like that. But uh, schedule, bottom line, schedule isn't easy. And this is a team that, unfortunately, when they've had opportunities to take care of their business against lesser teams like Charlotte, uh, they haven't done it, you know, because you got to win those games that you're supposed to win because you're not going to uh, go through this. I want to say it's a murderer's row schedule, but a tougher, you know, tougher than average schedule with the way this team is is playing overall. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte's 13 and 36. Right. I want to see, like, I feel like this Hawks team, even the wins they've had, it's kind of just like barely holding on at the end and just not yeah. like stomping on anyone. No, they, they could have. We need to start stomping on some people to show that we're somewhat legit. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they kind of stomped on the, the Knicks a little bit, which was good. But and yeah. The Knicks are ahead of us in the standings right now. Right. They're the seventh seed right but now. But they're not that good. Yeah, it would be nice if we could. Although, I don't know. And I, I, I'm just tired of also Nate McMillan being like, I know we're better than this, like in these post-game pressers, like when we're turning the ball over all the time. It's like, I know we're better than this. It's like, well, clearly we're not. We keep making the same, you know, fucking mistakes. We keep turning the ball over. We can't close out, blah, 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 blah. I feel like he's a guy, whenever he does get fired, he's just going to be like, oh, thank God. Probably. I don't want to do this. I mean, how tough must it be, you know, especially in the age of the internet? And Nate's an old school guy, you know, but I'm sure he's somewhat plugged in or someone's telling him something, even if he's not looking. Uh, you know, about like, you know, the front office talking to trade partners and saying, oh, don't worry, Nate McMillan's going to be out at the end of the season and that leaking. And, you know, you got to just, you know, regardless of whatever feelings we have towards Nate as, in terms of we feel like he's an inefficient coach, that's got to suck every day knowing that shit. Yeah, for sure. I have a tough time taking the smallest of criticisms at work and my job is obviously not on the same stage as a NBA coach. <laughs> no. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine just showing up every day, just knowing the fans. Fifty percent of the fans hate you. Possibly fifty percent of the players, and just like keep doing your job. Yeah. How do you sleep at night? I don't know. It'd be tough. And now, some dumb. I like. I don't even know. Why I'm saying this, but NBA sources say Trey Young's going to want out at the end of the year. Oh Jesus. I'm, you know what? But then man, that same article just said, like, granted, Trey hasn't actually said this to anybody, but it's just like some NBA insider speculating. Sure. So who knows what the Which hell? Which is reasonable. I mean, I would not be surprised. Maybe not the end of this year, but I could, you know, I could see him winning out, and part of me kind of wants to be done with him. Um, you know, we talked about the whole charter thing. Uh, coming back from the, the, the Heat series, you know, we've seen him not be the leader that we need him to be. And he's a great offensive player. We've talked about it a million times. You know, you know he has problems on defense, but it's like when push comes to shove, he has not shown that he's, he's a leader of men. Do you know how bad we would be without Trey Young, though? We'd be horrible. We'd be absolutely terrible. We'd be the Hornets but, or worse. But I would, you know what, because of what this front office has done, um, I would, like I said last week, I'm fine with like a reset, new coach, um, and sort of rebuild at this point. Your, your Graham rebuild Waldrop? Yeah, because this team isn't going to get it done. This core of players is not going to get it done. The best this core of players can do is fight for an eight seed. That's like it's ceiling. No, they're fighting for a six seed, Bo. 
Six seeds where you want to be. But that's still not very good. Well. Like, you don't make moves like that for trading three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray if you are clawing for a six seed. How many games are we also outside of the playoffs uh, spot? Like, two? Two. Yeah, so we're like two outside of the playoffs, two away from a six seed. Well, we're in the playoffs, but two outside of the six seed. We're two outside of the six seed, but also two outside of falling oh, out of the playoffs. Two and a half. Two and a half. So it's like, it's a very thin line. And with a team that you went all in on, you sh- it should not be a thin line. Sh- we should we should be a top four team. You don't make that move to dick around here. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's <laughs> I don't know. it. I was gonna like go out a rant about how I'm still feeling positive. You still feel? Tell me why. I, I mean, I positive. just I could see them reeling off how? some more wins. What have What have they shown they you? They have talent. They They have some good stretches, but they, on a consistent no, basis. it's not consistent. The best they've done is five games. But they could learn to become more consistent. They're still gelling, but that's. But we're it's not even we're about to be it's in, not even halfway through the season. We're about to be in February, though. This team has played forty nine games. When did the twenty twenty one Braves start gelling? August. Okay. So it can happen. Sure, is, is my point. Yeah, like twenty twenty one Braves sure, yeah. also lost their best player. What's in, that in June? Acuna. Okay. But then they. They figured it and out. They with figured they it had. out they, yeah. with some savvy front office moves and a, and a solid manager. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what they do with the uh, the Hawks do at the trade deadline. Landry Fields, what you got, Bo? I don't see us improving the team. Like I, I see the only thing happening is I don't think John Collins will be traded, but like, I, I could see someone getting moved out or Bogey. There's been talks of Bogey because like his defense is just atrocious now. Yeah, he just he has his good shooting nights, but that's about it. Yeah, he's he's really it's crazy over the last uh, year and a half or so ever since he started to get more chronic health issues. How much more inefficient he is, and now I think it's starting to affect his offensive game a little bit too. Um, he has but, his nights. He was great last night. He was great last night. Yeah, but so we'll see. Yeah, I don't see any moves that make us better this year. But no, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. No. Like, what else can you give up? You've already given up three first-round picks. Well, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. When is the deadline? Do we know? We're, no not, we're, we're not that big of fans. Yeah, we have no idea. So, we are big fans. We're just frustrated. Can't take it anymore, Adam. I don't think we're the only ones. No, I think, there, I think there's a pretty big consensus, at least on, like, uh, Hawks Twitter, Hawks Reddit, of just, just such pent-up frustration with this organization. After so much hope, after there was so much hope, that goodwill from the 2021 run is gone. There's not a shred of believability in that something like that happening again with this with this unit, and that's a shame. I thought we were really uh, maybe on the verge of something special. Yeah, you got to just look at like all you can do is look at what we've been seeing. Like you can have all the hope you want, but you know it's like it's just always just bad news left after like. We're not surprised by any of it anymore. No, it's like new Trey Young rumor. Okay, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, John Collins. You know, this is like year four of uh, him being bastard. traded or something. Like everybody's saying, like, the rumors are flying. So, whatever, man. There's your Hawks segment. <laughs> There's your episode. Maybe something will happen worthwhile next week, Adam. What do you think? You think something will happen worthwhile? Outlook not so good. Thank you, 8-Ball. Um, all right. Well, we hope you guys are doing well out there. And um, we'll see you again next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.